go? There we go. All right, go for it, buddy. Luke 2, 8 through 16. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Nice. Good job, buddy. Nice. All right, you can have a seat. I taught him all that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you have an opportunity to be with us this morning and, uh, and do a little bit of celebrating this morning. Um, the, the thing that we want to kind of focus on is this idea that, I, and we talked about this a little bit last Sunday, if you were here, um, fine. If you weren't, that's, that's okay, too. But the idea that sometimes God, when he keeps his promises, he keeps them in a way that we don't expect. Uh, so, for example, the scripture that Bruce read earlier, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, that scripture was given 700 years prior to its fulfillment. 700 years. 700 years. Does anybody know what was happening in the year 1318? Does anybody, do we have any clue? I know some of you are, you can Google it right now. But you don't know. 700 years ago just feels like it was just, it's forever ago. 700 years went by, and we talked about last week how sometimes we can't anticipate when God is going to keep his promises, but I think we've got a message this morning, just a couple short thoughts that I think will be valuable for us when we think about hope, when we think about our relationship with God, when we think about God's faithfulness. The other day, um, I was at home, and I was making dinner, nothing fancy, just a little macaroni and cheese for the family, and uh, I just, I kind of expected while I was making dinner that the kids would just kind of take care of themselves, that they wouldn't need anything from me. But I'm learning this lesson that mo- mothers everywhere know that as soon as you need to do something, your kids, all of them, all at once need things from you. Uh, and they're all vital and life-threatening. They're all just going to, you know, they're going to burn the house down unless you give them that attention that they need. So I'm, I'm over the stove making mac and cheese reading the directions because I'm not very good at this. And I just look up and I look around at the room just to see how the kids are doing. And the thing about, I mean, all of you, if you were kids, if you had kids, kids do these things like you cannot, you simply cannot predict what a child will do next. You just can't predict it. It's just, they're unbelievable, right, Jerry? They're unbelievable in terms of like what is going to come next. We got a little Christmas music playing in the background, and it's Frosty the Snowman, kind of an upbeat song, and one of my kids is slow dancing to an invisible person in the living room. (laughs) Just, all right, that's, I didn't expect that. Another one is sitting at the table, and I can't quite tell, but looks like they're eating food out of their belly button. I'm not sure that that's what they were doing, but I was like, well, it's dinner time. I guess they're hungry. You just got to go for it. I couldn't have, I, if you had said, hey, what are your kids going to do today? Wouldn't have guessed these things. One of them, uh, my wife had gone to got, get tape for all the Christmas wrapping that we had had to do. And the other one had unspooled the entire roll of tape and was taping, taping our stairs, like just up and down the stairs. Like, why, why are you doing that? It's, it's for cars. Oh, okay. I, yeah. 
that totally makes sense. That's, I, I get that now. But in terms of like being able to predict like what kids are going to do, uh, we just can't. We just can't. We can't predict what other people are going to do. Why would we think that we could predict what God is going to do? Why would we think that we could guess what God has planned, what God has in store? Now, we read in this scripture in Isaiah that, that there was going to be a child, there was going to be a son, and people knew that. And if people were kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together, they would know kind of what they were looking for. There's a lot of prophecies. But when Jesus came, people missed it. And the reason they missed it is because they did not anticipate how God would keep his promises. Maybe they believed that he would, but they did not anticipate how. And I just want you to think about this Isaiah chapter 9 passage just, just for a little bit. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. All right, we talked about Simeon last week. They're, they're looking for a child. They're looking for a baby. He's looking for somebody's son. And, and the clues were there, but nobody expected how Jesus was going to come. A single mom. I mean, if you have a king being born, I mean, is it, is it, is it going to be born to just a, a single mom and a, and a confused dad while they're on a trip for tax purposes. I mean, this, nothing about this feels right. And in fact, if you have a very important child being born, well, I mean, it's going to be announced. Dignitaries are going to show up. People who are, are important, the VIPs of the world are going to show up and pay their respects. But God doesn't tell any of the very important people in the world that Jesus has come. He goes outside of town, and there's a, some shepherds, a few shepherds just hanging out, and those are the people that he announces this to. And there's this, this choir of angels announcing this news to some shepherds. Who are these guys? They're nobodies. And that's kind of Luke's point. They weren't important. When Jesus came, God didn't check all the boxes of what it would look like for a king to come, for a dignitary to arrive. That wasn't what it was about. These people weren't necessarily important. And they're like, you're gonna, the sign that you will have found the right kid is that he's going to be sleeping in a feeding trough. That's how you'll know. Like, what, what is any of this? What is going on here? This doesn't make any sense. This isn't how anybody would have expected Jesus to come. And then the shepherds went out and they told everybody, like, hey, by the way, Jesus is here and, you know, we saw him and he's with some cows and single mom. You think the people who heard that news were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense? Or were they like, that's not, that doesn't sound right at all, guys. You've been out in the fields too long with the sheep. That doesn't sound, you're seeing stuff. This doesn't make any sense. And in fact, I think this is important to note that it, to some degree, the fact that the story is so strange, think about this, the fact that the story is so strange gives some credence to its truth, right? If you were going to make up a story about God coming to earth, is this, what, is this the details you would make up? Never. You would never make this up. You'd make up a better story. And the fact that we have the details we do of Jesus and his arrival means that I think that we've got something that's, that's true. We've got something that's real. And I think it's important for us to just remember, and it's from beginning to end of his life, that when we will always miss God's work in our lives when we are holding God to our expectations. We're going to miss God's work when we say, God, here's what I want you to do and here's what I want, how I want you to do it. Here's how I have my life laid out. Here's my plans. Here's my expectations for the future. And when God doesn't do those things the way that we've outlined them, then we're like, well, does God even care about me? Yes, he cares about you. You just can't anticipate how he's going to answer those promises. And that's been true throughout history, throughout our relationship with God, throughout humanity's relationship with God. God has always done things. He's always provided hope in unexpected ways. 
Hope teaches us that you can't anticipate how God will keep his promises. But I want us to fast forward three decades. I know this is Christmas Eve Eve, or as some of the youth group told me, this is Christmas Adam. Adam's before Eve. Anyway, just erase that from your memories. And, uh, and I know that we think about the birth of Jesus, and we talk about the shepherds, and we talk about uh, the wise men, and we talk about the angels. Um, but as Christians, we, we have to have the full picture in mind. We have to have the complete story in mind. And I want to just point out how, to, to, to what degree that humanity could not have anticipated what God was doing in the world. And if you think about this, as you think about fast forward three decades to the end of the life of Christ, and think about what was happening there. And here is this quote-unquote king. He's before Pilate. And Pilate says, so are you a king? And he's like, you, you said it yourself. I mean, you're the one that, that's talking about this kingdom. But I want you to see Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7. It's that second verse that we read. It says, of the greatness of his government, this child's government, and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And look how it wraps up. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Here's the thing. If you read through the book of Isaiah and you, you make it through the next you know, 40 or so chapters, you'll get to this Isaiah chapter 53 where it talks about this servant of God that would come and he would be destroyed. He would be beaten. He would be broken. And that he would rise again. Isaiah talks about that. But nobody saw this coming. When, when Jesus came as a king and then they saw him die, they're like, this is not how kingship works. But was Jesus a king? Did Jesus have a crown? Yeah, just not the type of crown that they expected. Was Jesus lifted up? Yeah, just not in the way that they expected. Did Jesus defeat an enemy? Yeah, just not the enemy that they expected. They had these expectations of Jesus about what he was going to do and what he should do and the way that Jesus should work in the world. And God defied those expectations. And person after person after person missed it. They missed it because God didn't work in the way that they anticipated. And so, Christians, my challenge for us is to allow God to do his, his creative work to fulfill his promises in the way that he deems best, the way that he deems most appropriate. And I guarantee you it's not going to be according to our ways of working. It's not going to be according to our thoughts. It's not going to be according to the, our expectations or our anticipation. We sang this song earlier today, and it didn't feel like a, a Christmas song per se. He, he wore a victor's crown. He was high and lifted up, but it is. It's a Christmas song because what we're talking about today is a declaration of the kingship of Jesus Christ who reigns forever and ever, just not in a way that anybody could have anticipated. Hope is about having the faith to let God do His work His way. His work in your life. And so I guarantee you there are things going on in your life that are confusing, that are frustrating, that make you question, make you wonder what's going on. But I guarantee you God is faithful. It's just that He is not faithful in the way that you anticipated Him to be. He's not, he's not following your to-do list. He's not following your five-year plan. He's following His plan that He's had laid out for millennia. And we have to trust God enough. We have to have enough faith in God for Him to do His work His way. 
And so what we're going to do, this whole month we've been celebrating communion at the, at, at the end of our services. And so what we're going to do here shortly is take communion together as a family. Uh, I'm going to pray for the cup and the bread, and, and uh, the, the, the ones assigned are going to be passing that around. Um, but what I want us to do is just to understand and to reflect on the fact that even Christ's coming and Christ's death just weren't anything that people expected. God announced it, they just weren't how they expected it. And it, I, I think just as a little short illustration, uh, as, a, as a church staff, we do a lot of work in communicating. We send out emails and reminders and notifications and all this, all this kind of stuff. And we still get questions about like, hey, what's going on here? And we're like, well, read your email. <laughs> you know, read your notifications. You know, go to the Facebook page. Go to the Instagram page. Go to our website. It's all there. It's all the information is there. But we have to pay attention. And I, I feel like God probably feels a little bit like that sometimes. All the information is there. We just got to tune in to what God is doing in our lives. And so as we take communion today, let's think about that. Let's reflect on the way that God keeps his promises in surprising ways. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask those to, uh, to go get uh, the emblems and pass them here in just a minute. After which we're going to sing one more song together with the candles and I'll tell you all about that in just a second. But let's pray for now. Father in heaven, Lord, we are grateful to be able to think about Jesus um, and understand that for us, it just seems so normal. The nativity, the, 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 the unwed mother, the confused father, all those things seem so normal and maybe even routine as we think about them year after year. But I pray that you would help us to see with fresh eyes, God, that you are keeping your promises to the world in unexpected ways, ways that people can't always see. I pray that you would help us tune in to what you're doing, not just in the world, but in our own lives, to, to continue to have hope because we trust in the way that you are going to work in our lives and not the way that we have planned it out, Lord. Help us to lean not on our own understanding of anything, but to fully, completely trust in you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you pray again with me? Father in heaven, Lord, I don't know, I can't predict what's going on in people's lives right now, whether good or, or bad. Um, Lord, and sometimes we don't even know if good or th- good, uh, things are good or bad in our own lives, but we just pray uh, that we would look to Christ, both his coming, both his death, and, and also his return, uh, Lord, to understand that you work out your will in ways that we just can't expect. Your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And God, we confess that this morning. And so, Lord, if we've been holding you accountable to our own ideas, our own expectations, our own uh, to-do lists, Lord, we pray that you'd forgive us for that. And we would continue to have faith and hope and trust that you would work the way that you have planned to do in our own lives, Lord. Help us to be compliant uh, with your will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We want to close out uh, this morning. Um, we're going to sing a song, and, and uh, I think there's, there's something cool about what we're about to do. Uh, aside from the fire, which is pretty cool. Um, but it's the idea, there's this, this idea that we as a community, we are part of one another. And so what we're going to do, we're going to sing a song here in a second. I'm actually going to have um, this whole front row, actually, the whole front row of people. I want you to come up here. I'm going to light their candles, and then they're going to walk around, and they're going to um, light yours as well as we sing. 
And, uh, but there's just something about the idea of us sharing with one another, like the, the encouragement, the participation, the fellowship. That's what's being represented here, that we're one family uh, and we share a common hope and a common bond. So what we're going to do, oh, by the way, just FYI, for some of you that are a little bit nervous about little kids having candles, we, I, Fire Marshal's a good buddy of mine and he's like, it's totally cool. I didn't ask him actually. Um, but we have, fire, you know, we have fire extinguishers in the corner, so if you see some kid going crazy, well, just grab that fire extinguisher, and it will make the most memorable Christmas service we've ever had here. So that will be pretty fun. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and start lighting these. Uh, I'm going to ask Paul if he would come up and start leading songs, uh, leading Silent Night, and we're going to sing this song together as we dismiss uh, with, a little, uh, with a little hope and hopefully a little joy. Oh, Oh. 
and so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Hold on your candles just for a moment longer. We're going to say a word of prayer, uh, and then you can uh, extinguish them. We have... Uh, Jordan's got a receptacle in the back where you can drop them off. Um, make sure to help your kids put them out and they don't get put out on a chair or something like that. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Thank you so much for being here this morning. And I pray that you have a, uh, a wonderful Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we are thankful for the hope that we have in Christ. We are thankful to be able to look back on his life, his death, his resurrection, uh, to be able to place our hope in those events. They, they happen, they're true. And Lord, we know that because of the fact that you have come through in the past, that you will come through in the future. So Lord, even if we can't see how, even if we can't see when, we just pray that you would grant us the faith to continue to hope in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.